Welcome to New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, where we envision to build a biblical community of loving believers, which have a personal relationship with God and each other, modeling the pattern of lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear and receive the Word of God from the man of God, Senior Pastor Rev. Nathaniel Wood. On last Sunday, I shared with you a message titled, The God Who Offers Grace, Mercy, and Compassion. This sermon was inspired as the result of our Wednesday evening Bible study on the Old Testament book of Jonah. In last Sunday's message, I gave you an abbreviated account of Jonah's story. I told you that the word of the Lord came to Jonah and God told Jonah to go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because their wickedness had come up before him. But instead of going to Nineveh, Jonah ran away from his divine assignment and headed in the opposite direction. He thought that he could run away from the presence of God. He went down to the seaport town of Joppa and got on a boat headed for Tarshish. And while sailing to Tarshish, the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and a violent storm arose. And I told you that the storm was so fierce that it threatened to break the ship into pieces. We learned that all the sailors on the boat became afraid and each cried out to his own God. They threw the ship's cargo into the sea to lighten the ship, but the situation continued to worsen. While all this was taking place on the ship, Jonah... <laughs> was below deck sleeping. The captain of the ship found Jonah below deck in a deep sleep. And he woke him up and said, get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. And the lot fell on Jonah. Jonah admitted to them that he was running from his God and running from his divine assignment and that his God is the God of heaven who created the earth and the sea. Yeah. 
Then the sailors asked Jonah, what shall we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Jonah said, pick me up and throw me into the sea. For it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. But the sailors did not want to initially throw Jonah overboard. So they tried to row the ship back to land. But they had no success. So they prayed and asked God not to hold them responsible. For what they were about to do to Jonah. And they picked Jonah up and threw him overboard into the raging waters. And as soon as they threw Jonah overboard, the wind stopped blowing and the sea became calm. And the Bible told us last Sunday that God provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And while in the belly of the fish, Jonah prayed to God and acknowledged his rebellion. He tells God that what I have vowed, that is to be your prophet and spokesman. I will make good. And the Lord had mercy on him and commanded the fish to vomit Jonah Onto dry land. Then we learned, then we learned this last Sunday, we still talking about last Sunday, that the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. And the Lord said to Jonah, Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Since the sermon title last Sunday was the God who offers grace, mercy, and compassion, I gave you a few definitions of the words grace, mercy, and compassion. I defined grace as God giving unmerited divine assistance to humans for their salvation or sanctification. And I also gave the definition that grace is godly clemency. And then I define mercy as kind or forgiving treatment of someone who could be treated harshly. Mercy could also be defined as godly help given to people who are in a very bad or desperate situation. 
And then I define compassion as sympathetic pity and concern for the suffering or misfortune of others. I also told you that compassion is pity coupled with an urgent desire to help alleviate, aid, or to spare. And then I ended last Sunday's sermon by offering to you two ways in which God demonstrated to the people of Nineveh that he was a God of grace, mercy, and compassion. I told you that God demonstrated his grace, mercy, and compassion to the people of Nineveh by giving them 40 days before he would bring destruction upon them. I told you that God could have just wiped them out. But he gave them a little time to get themselves together. And just like the people of Nineveh, God has given us a little time that we might turn from our evil ways. I told you that God could have wiped us out. He could have wiped us out as individuals and even as a nation. But he gave us a little more time to get ourselves together. Anybody in here glad that God gave you a little more time? And then I also told you that God demonstrated his grace, mercy, and compassion when he gave the people of Nineveh a reprieve from the destruction that he was going to send. He gave them godly clemency. They were guilty of sinning against God, but he gave them the opportunity to repent. He had sympathetic pity for them. And I told you that I'm so glad that our God is a God of compassion and that he demonstrates this to us by looking beyond our faults and blessing us according to our needs. So, on this fourth Sunday in September 2021, I want to continue last week's message on the God who offers grace, mercy, and compassion by looking at how the prophet Jonah responded <laughs> to God's grace mercy and compassion demonstrated to the people of Nineveh. I have selected a sub-theme for today. And that sub-theme is don't forget that you 
were forgiven too. My brothers and my sisters, let me from the outset of this sermon make something very, very clear. All of us who are worshiping in service in our sanctuary and all of us who may be watching or listening to the service by way of the internet or by phone, all of us are guilty of committing sin against God. Did y'all hear what I said? I said all of us are guilty of committing sin against God. Listen, we might as well be honest with ourselves and admit the fact that we have all at one time or another failed God. We have all sinned. We have all missed the mark of complete holiness. Matter of fact, <laughs> the Bible teaches us in Romans 3.23 for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And if you will notice with me that this verse, Romans 3.23, does not say, for some have sinned. But it says, for all have sinned. And guess what, New Providence and friends? All means all. <laughs> now, 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 I know, I know that there are some people today who think that they are excluded from this verse of Scripture. But I am here to tell you that there are no exclusions. Nobody gets a pass. Matter of fact, if you were born of human DNA, you are officially a member of the All Have Sinned Club. And because all of us are a member of the club, the Bible tells us that the wages of our sin is death. But the gift of God given to us when we repent of our sin is 
eternal life. So all that I am saying is this sermon is applicable to everybody. On last week, we left off by hearing how the people of Nineveh responded to Jonah's message of impending destruction given by God. The Bible says that the king of Nineveh and his nobles issued a proclamation that no one or nothing, people nor animals, eat or drink anything. They ordered that the people and animals be covered with sackcloth and call urgently on God. They also commanded the people to give up their evil ways and give up their violent act. And guess what? The people did just that. And I wonder, my brothers and sisters, if our president and all of our politicians came together and forgot about personal ambition, forgot about power and party platforms, and called for all of our citizens to repent of their sins, give up their evil ways and violence, I wonder if some of the judgment of God that we are now feeling and the judgment that is still ahead of us can be dismissed. <laughs> well, Fred, look, I know that this will most likely never happen, but it's still a good thought. <laughs> well, the Bible says that when God saw the repentance of the people of Nineveh, that he decided not to bring the impending judgment immediately upon the people of Nineveh. In other words, he offered them grace, mercy, and compassion. Now, New Providence and friends, you would think that Jonah, God's prophet, would have been happy that the people of Nineveh repented of their sin and got into right relationship with God. You would have thought that Jonah would have had a hallelujah 
and the praise the Lord in his mouth. You would have thought that Jonah would have danced before the Lord because of his grace, mercy, and compassion that he shown to the people of Nineveh. But the Bible says in verse 1 of chapter 4, but to Jonah, this seemed very wrong. And he became angry. Did you hear what I just quoted to you? But to Jonah, because God gave the people of Nineveh grace, mercy, and compassion to Jonah. He thought that it was very wrong. In other words, Jonah felt that God was in the wrong for sparing the people of Nineveh. Jonah felt that the people of Nineveh should have received no mercy from God. And because God showed them grace, mercy, and compassion, Jonah became angry with God. <laughs> you know what Jonah was in essence saying to God? He was saying, God, you don't know what you're doing. God, you have messed up. God, <laughs> you know that I wanted the people of Nineveh dead. And that is why I tried to run the Tarshish. Look, God, you knew this even before I left my house. And listen, God, I don't like what you have done. <laughs> and how many of us watching and listening today have ever felt that God had wronged us by not doing what we wanted him to do. Come on now, come on now. Let's be totally honest with ourselves. Many of us just like Jonah had in the past copped an attitude with God just because he told us no to some of the things 
that we wanted him to do for us. I knew it was going to be quiet today. Break it down, Pastor. All right, I'll try my best. Some of us prayed for a loved one who was sick to get better, and they ended up dying. <laughs> somebody in here or somebody watching and listening prayed to God that God give me a better, more paying job. And you're still on the same job that you were. Somebody prayed, God Send me my boo. Or send me my babe. <laughs> send them to show up in my lives that I might live happily ever after. And you're still single. <laughs> still waiting on the boo and the babe to show up. Somebody prayed. That our children would act better, do right, but it seemed like our children have gotten worse. Somebody pray, God, I got too many troubles. Lift all my troubles. <laughs> Take all my troubles away. And we still are facing and dealing with with troubles. Is there anybody watching and listening today who is willing to admit that you too have had your moments when you were angry with God because he did not do what you wanted him to do? Oh, Lord, I... <laughs> well, the Bible says that Jonah became angry with God. And Fred, the sad thing about Jonah's anger is that Jonah already knew that God was gracious and compassionate slow to anger, and abounding in love. Did y'all hear what I said? I said that Jonah already knew. Well, how did he know, Pastor Wood? Because Jonah himself was a recipient of God's grace, mercy, and compassion. And that is the only way that Jonah would know God's character. Jonah experienced the goodness of God for himself. Now, I suggest to you that if Jonah would have paused long enough, 
to think back over the last few months of his life that Jonah would have recognized that he did not have a right to be angry with God for anything. And, and, and let me pause right here and tell those of you in the sanctuary and those of you who are watching, just think about the last few months of your life. How God has kept you, protected you, kept you alive. And how dare you get angry with God because he did not do something that you wanted. Jonah should have recognized that just like the people of Nineveh, he too had been forgiven of his sin and spared by God. Let's look <laughs> at a few ways in which Jonah received grace, mercy, and compassion from God. Can we just look at a few ways? Look, God could have struck Jonah down at the moment of his initial disobedience. But God did what? Spared him. God could have destroyed the ship and Jonah while the ship was sailing. But God had grace, mercy, and compassion on Jonah. And check this out, Fred. God could have allowed the fish's enzymes <laughs> to dissolve Job, Jonah up. But God, even after Jonah being in the belly of the fish for three days, did not allow the fish's enzymes to dissolve him. That sounds like grace, mercy, and compassion. God did not have to send his word back to Jonah a second time. But he did. And lastly, God could have allowed the people of Nineveh who were Jonah's enemies to kill Jonah once he entered into their city. But God, somebody say, but God. But God extended to Jonah his grace, mercy, and compassion. He gave Jonah another chance to get things right with him. And I don't know about you, but I thank God 
forgiving me, talking about Nathaniel Jeffrey Wood, another chance to get right with him. But the Bible tells us that because Jonah was so bent on seeing the destruction of the people of Nineveh, that when it didn't happen, listen, Jonah started talking crazy. I said, Jonah started talking crazy. Let me make my argument. It would take a crazy man to say to God, who is the creator, the giver of life, and also the author of death, it would be crazy for a man to say to God, God, Kill me. If you're not going to kill them, then kill me. <laughs> Listen to me good. When another person or when a person wants another person's downfall, Rather than their salvation. I'm here to tell you that you are dealing with a demented person. And a person who is demented or crazy is subject to say or do anything. Am I right about it? Aren't you glad, and I'm about through, aren't you glad that God sometimes does not pay attention to some of the crazy things that we say and do. Lord have mercy. I'm so glad, new providence and friends, that God knows what's best for me and that he does not give me everything that I ask or deserve of him. Well, <laughs> All I'm trying to tell somebody today is don't forget that you were forgiven too. Don't forget. Don't be like Jonah. Don't forget that you have been a recipient of God's grace, God's mercy, and his compassion. Wait a minute, Pastor Wood. Wait a minute, Pastor Wood. Are you telling me that there is hope for me? 
You don't know my life, Pastor Wood. You don't know the stuff that I've done. You don't know the stuff that I'm doing. And you're telling me that I'm still a candidate for God's great forgiveness? I sure am. Matter of fact, because you are watching and listening to me right now, God is in essence saying to you that I am giving you another opportunity to be forgiven of your sin. But God, but Pastor Wood, <laughs> I'm guilty of being a liar. I'm guilty of cheating on my spouse. I'm guilty of committing fornication. Y'all quiet in here. I'm guilty of being involved in LGB2Q lifestyle. I'm guilty of being an alcoholic. I'm guilty, Pastor Wood, of being a drug user. I'm guilty, Pastor Wood, of being a racist. I'm guilty, Pastor Wood, of being a thief. I'm guilty, Pastor Wood, in my past I even committed a murder. Are you saying that I can be forgiven? I'm here to tell you this Sunday morning, you tuned into the right place. You showed up in the right church. Yes, you can. You can be forgiven. You can get another chance. You can have another start. You can. How do you know it, Pastor Wood? Because God gave me <laughs> another chance. He forgave me of my sin. And guess what? He's still forgiving me of my sin. Wait a minute. The, the hymn writer said it like this. There is a fountain <laughs> filled with blood. Drawn from Emmanuel's vein. <laughs> and sinners plunge beneath that flood. <laughs> they lose all their guilty stain. And I don't know how you feel about it. But I thank God that there is a fountain that you and I can run to and plunge ourselves in and receive the forgiveness and the mercy of God. 
Wait a minute. What? Can wash away my sin? Nothing. I said nothing. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing. I said nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh! I said, oh! How precious is that flow that makes you and me white as snow. And there is no other help that I know. Nothing. <laughs> Somebody say nothing but the blood of Jesus. You and I can be forgiven and experience for ourselves the grace mercy and compassion of God. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Arena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us, and be blessed.